Tired of the everyday grind. Want to get away from it all. Descent into paradise. Florida. Greetings, everybody, from sunny Florida. Here's wishing you the best of everything. And it's my personal belief that the best of everything comes from right down here. Well, hi, everybody. This is Steph, and thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Just a Podcast in Paradise. Me and the Dip Crew love living in the Sunshine State, and it's our goal to help you plan for your very own day in paradise. Follow along as we explore the Keys, theme parks, springs, and everything in between. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button so we can notify you when our new episodes are live. Also, be sure to follow the links in our notes after the show. As you know, we're always going to have a drink with you, and today we're enjoying a cocktail inspired by the colorful, electrolyte-rich beverage that is behind today's episode. I'm calling it the Gator Claw. We're ready if you are, so kick up your feet, throw on your shades, and let's take a trip to paradise. Hi, Megan. Hey. We got a little tongue-tied on that intro. You didn't sound it. No? No. Oh, okay. Good. Nice. Must be the gator claw kicking in. Yeah, is it working? It's working. So you say it's Gatorade inspired. So mm-hmm. tell me like where that like where I can taste the inspiration in the drink. Well <laughs> funny you should ask. I wanted to take the drink in a totally different direction. Okay. Okay. I wanted to go you know how Gatorades have sort of outrageous colors? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a little something with Midori. You know, okay. the melon, yes. you know, green, be like bright green. And then I was like, I don't have Midori. Do I want to go to the store? It's rainy out. It's rainy season. So instead, I'm like, let's go the more earthy, like actual natural gator feet. Okay. Right. So not inspired by Gatorade. Well, it's inspired by <laughs> gators, but not Gatorade. Ah, okay. It was a train of thought. Okay. You know? Yeah. Uh, and so... Let's talk about what's in it. Do you first of all? Do you like it? I do. It's very yeah. refreshing. Yeah, I thought so too. Uh, so it kind of well, it kind of looks like like swamp water. Yeah, if you look at it, I'm definitely right? getting the like physical, real animal gator inspiration. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's got tequila because last episode we did rum, so we got to alternate. Can't do rum every week, so we, we're bringing back tequila. Uh, we've got pineapple juice, ginger simple syrup, black pepper. And orange liqueur. Interesting. I wanted something a little spicy, but not too crazy spicy. Not like crocodile spicy, alligator spicy. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Very distinct difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like you made the ginger simple syrup, I did. It's not just a feeling. And it's delicious. And it was way more work than I expected. Tell me more. Uh, you had to like chop up the ginger into cubes after you peel it. And then you have to boil it with water and sugar. And then you have to let that cool. And then you have to put it in a blender. And then you have to put that through a strainer. That's the kind of work, hard work and dedication we put into the cocktails of this show. Wow. And by we, you mean you. Me specifically. Mm-hmm. But yeah. there's a lot of work to be done in the taste testing department. You guys, That's true. You guys go through a lot of... Some things are good, some things are bad. Right. You know? We definitely provide lots of criticism. More criticism than a normal person would be able to handle. Yeah. But, you know, it results in a real high-quality beverage, you know? Maybe we'll open up a bar one day. 
we have any angel investors listening, email us, uh, Steph at trustedayinparadise.com. Like, tell them anything about your ideas. No, what, so they can steal it? I have a lot of ideas in here. You Honestly, know? we have some really good yeah, ideas. Yeah, if you want to hear our ideas, message us on Instagram. It would be the hottest bar. Like, you know, that anyone's ever seen. And Saturday Night Live when Stefan talks about like the hottest new place. I think it's Stefan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I feel like it's Stefan. It's Stefan for Maybe. sure. Maybe. Without a doubt. Anyway. Uh-huh. Let's not get into semantics right. here. Um, he would talk about mm-hmm. our, our bar. He would. Mm-hmm. It has everything. Yeah. We're not going to tell you what it is. It's got this. Until you invest. It's got that. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's, I, th- I thought maybe we could get caught up because uh, we had, what is that? Oh, he's tagging you. We had a very busy last week. Really last two weeks. But for our listeners, it's only been a week. That's how hard we work. Uh, we went, the producer and I, down to the Florida Keys. Keys, 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 Keys. The, the, the Florida, Florida Keys. Keys. The Florida Keys. Florida Keys, yeah. Uh, we stayed at a couple cool places while we were down there. We found some new hidden gems. If you're on our TikTok, uh, I think our favorite thing that we did was go to Pigeon Key. You didn't get to go, Meg. I'm really no. sorry. So, but were you je- what what level of jealous are you? Because that's how you can kind of gauge. Um, I'm level ten for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Ten jealous. I love the Keys. It's my favorite place to go in Florida. Yep. And from what I've heard, the snorkel game was pretty. Snorkel fierce. game was strong. Privacy game was strong because there's some cool spots that you can snorkel, but then you know it's kind of a crapshoot because you're dependent on the other people that are on your tour. Yeah. But no, you're leading your own tour on Pigeon Key. It was great. And it was cheap. It's 15 bucks a person to get out there. Yeah, that's wild. And you could bring a cooler full of stuff if you want. It was really good. Uh, and then, yeah, that was really fun. What else? What did, What's the most Florida thing that you did last week? Um, well, while they were away, I was watching their dogs. So, <laughs> can't say I did anything exceptional. Uh-huh. Maybe left the dogs out in the rain. Let's see what else we got. You're going to have to cut out my thinking time because I have to really think. I went to the beach. Went to the beach. Ooh, went yes, to the beach. Yes. Um, it's really difficult uh, to figure out the right amount of SPF to use when you're trying to get a tan. Ooh, and I feel yeah. like we don't talk about that enough. We don't. You know? We also don't talk about the dangers of using a lot of sunscreen. Should we do an episode about how sunscreen might actually cause cancer? We could. Controversial? We could. Yeah. We can dive deep. We still use it, to be clear. We do. Because it's like, I don't want to be a lobster. Right. But we use uh, reef-safe sunscreen. If it's safe for the reefs, it's safe for you. And it probably doesn't cause cancer. I feel like we have talked about reef-safe sunscreen before. Yeah. But you got to be careful the stuff that you're putting on your skin. Yeah. You know, for you and for the wildlife. Uh, And not only. Oh, my God. What? There is new information that I need to share. This just in. This just remembered. You can snorkel in any beach. It doesn't have to be like a snorkel excursion. In Florida. Yeah, correct. Okay. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to like go out to a reef. We snorkel literally right at the beach in our in our city. Mm-hmm. And we found the greatest little friend, Google uh, live shark sucker, live shark sucker. So the, the species is called remora. It's the little like fun friend fish that hang around sharks. Uh-huh. And there was a baby one and it. Basically adopted me as its shark. All of us. It wasn't just you. I mean, he liked us all. It was me first. 
<laughs> it, I mean, I like, you know, invited him in and then he was like, okay, I could be part of the fam. He literally like, you know, just wanted to be like on our thighs. <laughs> like in our suits? Yeah. He was very handsy. He And he was or like skinny? so cute. Very yeah. unique looking. Um, dodgy though. We couldn't pick him up. We wanted to. Elusive. Yeah. Yeah. We were the dodgy ones, I think, in this scenario. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, but no matter what you do out in Florida this summer, you've got to stay hydrated. When the producer and I were down in the Keys, we drank, I want to say 9,000 Gatorades, maybe. Well, at least one a day each, plus water. We have a pretty strict rule. If you have a drink with alcohol in it, you have a glass of water to go with it. Pretty good cure for a hangover. Every year, hundreds of people seek medical attention for heat-related illnesses. While those numbers are usually made up by seniors who live alone, there's plenty that can happen without you actually checking yourself into a hospital. Wait, so you're saying seniors are just making up these statistics? <laughs> well, okay, because there's a spectrum, right? So the there's some numbers around, like, actually checking yourself into the hospital, like right, going to the right, emergency right. room illnesses. But, like, how many times have you just been headache tired not wanting to get out of bed dizzy nauseous just because you're dehydrated you're not going to the hospital right so the number doesn't get counted you're like i'm just gonna have a gatorade i'll be fine right it's just ruining your vacation if you don't have a gatorade and it's harder once you get dehydrated it's harder to like get out of it than if you would have just been hydrated in the first place and to be clear we are not like sponsored by gatorade in any way we literally just rely on gatorade well that's right and that's the thing that got me thinking while we were drinking gatorades i don't know if people are aware of this but the gator in gatorade comes from the florida gators from the university of florida yeah i definitely was not aware of that really Mm mm-hmm I taught you something? You did. Wow. That's pretty incredible. Uh, so yeah, that kind of gave me the inspiration. I'm like, oh my gosh, we have to talk about Gatorade. Because not only is it a great drink, but was born in Florida. Just like me. Just like you. Yeah. So today I reached out to our friends at the University of Florida and I want to give you guys some ways to stay hydrated and maybe go back in time and look at the history of how Gatorade came to be. So we're inviting inviting on our friend Brady Holmer from the University of Florida College of Health to teach us a little bit about the history of Gatorade and how to stay hydrated this summer. Are you ready, Megan? I am. First, we're going to do a short break, and then we're coming back with Brady. Brady break. Looking for an out-of-the-ordinary vacation that won't break the bank? Want to travel to the Caribbean without a passport? Well, it's time to head down to Key West and visit the Keys Collection, a group of hotels nestled in Newtown and as colorful as Key West itself. The Keys Collection combines trusted brands, spirited bars and restaurants, and exceptional accommodations for a boutique vacation experience. Influenced by the laid-back attitude and local flair of this southernmost destination. We just stayed at the Gates Hotel and we fell in love. Handshake and mojitos at Rum Row made with our favorite Papa's Pilar Rum, live music at the main stage, and luxury poolside cabanas where you can enjoy fresh seafood and tropical views. Check out thekeyscollection.com for more information and use code TAKEADIP for our special promo. Right. Welcome back, everybody. As promised, we have our new friend Brady in the house. Brady is a PhD candidate in applied physiology and kin- kinesiology. 
How do you say that? Kinesiology. Kinesiology. There we go. Kinesiology at the University of Florida College of Health and Human Performance. His research interests include the impact of exercise and sleep on endothelial function and cardiovascular health. He's also quite the athlete and no stranger to the Florida heat. He competed in cross country and track at the division one level and continues to run recreationally. Brady, we are so excited to have you on the show and welcome. Thank you. I am. I'm glad to be here. I appreciate the invitation and I'm looking forward to chatting with you all today about heat primarily. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, heat and trying to not avoid the heat because obviously there's a lot to do out in Florida. You know, we want to be out in the sun. We were talking about uh, going out and snorkeling a little bit earlier in the show. Uh, So what I'm hoping that you can do for us is help us be more prepared to get hot. That that's that right? <laughs> Not, but it's a family show, you know. But still, uh, yeah. so why don't you, before we dive into the questions, Brady, tell us a little bit more uh, about what you do and what you study. Yeah, sure. Um, so as you mentioned, I I am uh, studying to get my PhD um, at the University of Florida, and my research kind of looking at a couple things, like you mentioned, um, looking at the effects of exercise on endothelial function and kind of what a description of endothelial function is. Essentially, we're looking at how healthy um, the health and the function of your blood vessels. And so um, exercise and things like nutrition, we don't necessarily study nutrition, but primarily we're looking at how exercise can improve the health of your blood vessels. And mainly how we do that is by looking at how well they can relax. So your blood vessels go and help move blood throughout the body. If they get, um, blood vessels get stiffer and if they lose their ability to relax as much, that's not necessarily a good thing and it can lead to cardiovascular health problems. Mm -hmm. So our lab, the lab that I'm a part of is looking at how exercise can help with that. It's very well known to improve the health of your blood vessels among other, you know, cardiovascular health related things. Um, so we're looking at that and then I also, for my PhD, was looking at how sleep deprivation um, negatively affected blood vessel health. So that's kind of the topic that I chose to focus on. And, um, you know, we have found and I'll hopefully be, you know, writing up about some interesting data where if you kind of lose out on sleep, if you pull an all-nighter, say, for instance, um, it really has negative effects for your blood vessel function. So those are the two primary topics I'm kind of uh, studying right now. That's so interesting. And, you know, I, I can totally agree. You can feel when you pull, you know, like you said, pull an all nighter, if you have to work late or if you're just not sleeping well for whatever reason, you feel it like that carries with you throughout the day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Not only, you know, your brain is kind of foggy, but then I think what a lot of people, you know, probably don't think about is how that sleep might be impacting your, your cardiovascular system because, you know, you can't really see what's going on with your heart or with your blood vessels. And so that was kind of what I found interesting about getting into this topic is like, oh, what's going on kind of underneath the surface? You know, a lot of people will say, oh, I can just get four or five hours of sleep at night and, um, you know, performing just fine. You know, my head's cleared. I can go to work and be just fine. But I think what's kind of important to note and like what a lot of research is showing is that that might not necessarily be the case. You know, yeah, you're sleeping four hours a night. You seem to be fine, but there could be kind of things going on underlying, you know, at like the cellular level that are impacting your cardiovascular health in a negative way. So you think eight really is like the magic number there? <laughs> Megan's like, yeah, oh, no, I'm not getting enough sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I think it's, it's funny because like I think eight, you know, it's thrown out there as like the magic number. But to be honest, I think more of a range between six and eight, six hours and eight hours is probably 
um, more reasonable in terms of if you shoot for anywhere between there, you'll probably be well off. Um, everybody needs a different amount of sleep. And I think sometimes when they're like, oh, you need eight hours, it, it can mo- put more stress on people than is necessary. Mm. So I think if you're getting between six and eight, um, it's fine. You know, probably aim for the higher end. But if you shoot for eight, you're likely to get, you know, at least six. So I think that's kind of a good, more of a range to shoot for versus a kind of set eight hours per night. Yeah, and, and I don't want to jump ahead too much, but I would imagine that things like dehydration, which we're, we're going to talk a little bit about today, can have effect on your quality of sleep as well. Oh, yeah, certainly. I was actually, I was talking with someone, you know, the other day, and they were mentioning to me how they've been exercising outside, and it's obviously, you know, incredibly hot pretty much everywhere in um, the U.S. these days and around, maybe not around the world, but the U.S. at least during the summer, and they were saying, like, how their sleep was just, totally messed up and they were like oh is that normal I'm like yeah you know you get dehydrated your electrolytes can kind of be thrown out of balance and so uh, definitely the heat can can have a effect on sleep um, and dehydration too yeah and th- this episode was actually uh, inspired because we just went down to the keys recently on a little bit of a research trip and when you're spending you know 12 hours out in the heat out in the sun you know even as someone that is more accustomed to the heat because we live here and we're a little more or less used to it. Uh, You still really need to invest a lot in being aware of your hydration levels, being aware of the rest that you get and how much time you're actually spending in the direct sun. So that's why we were so excited to connect with you. And I pride myself on the moments that I can educate the the folks that are on the crew. And Megan didn't know that Gatorade was actually invented at the university of Florida. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> and she was yeah, born I mean, here. I guess it, yeah, yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean, given the, given the name, I mean, Gatorade. I guess it could be. There are lots of places with alligators, but you know, I guess you learn <laughs> something new every day, huh? Right. Yeah. You don't. You hear it so much, you don't really make the connection. But right, yeah. right. It's so normal here. I thought it was normal everywhere. Like, I thought everyone drank Gatorade <laughs> right. everywhere. Well, I it's didn't know global. So, yeah. Well, I mean, now it is, yeah. but I didn't know. Like, I guess I grew up in Florida. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of brings us to my first question. I'm a history buff, and I'd love to know what you can tell us about Gatorade, like how it came to be uh, and how the University of Florida has been a part of that. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I obviously had to do a bit of historical reading on this question and uh, kind of jog my memory. But it's funny, it's just like being at the University of Florida, because you'll be walking around in there sort of there's a big sign kind of really close to our building that I would walk that I walk past every day, like going into the lab and it's like the birthplace of Gatorade and it has a little kind of history <laughs> snippet about that. So that's kind of neat. But um, yeah, so the origin of Gatorade, um, it kind of all originated with the Gatorade, uh, the Gators football team. And so I think it was, you know, sometime around 1965, I guess there was an assistant U.S. football coach who went to um one of the medical doctors or medical researchers down at the College of Medicine. Um, his name was Dr. Robert Cade. So Gatorade, I think, was kind of inspired maybe by the aide at the end of Robert Cade's mm-hmm. name. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> that might have to fact check me on that one. Um, so he went to Dr. Robert Cade, who eventually kind of is um, cited as like the quote unquote investor or inventor rather of Gatorade. And uh, Dr. Cade, so he was a kidney disease specialist at the University of Florida at the time. Um, he was doing research on kidney and electrolytes. So this assistant coach went to Dr. Cade and he asked him, you know, why his players 
were losing so much weight during the game, or he noticed that they were losing so much weight during the game, but they were also basically not urinating during the game at all. So they would go the whole game, they were losing so much weight, they weren't urinating at all. And so the initial thought, you know, from Robert Cade and kind of his team was that the players were sweating so much that they were depleting their fluids. And, you know, that's why they were losing all the weight. And basically they had nothing to pee out or urinate out. So that's why kind of to explain those symptoms. That would obviously kind of make sense. Um, the players were just incredibly dehydrated playing in the Florida sun um, all day. And then I guess Dr. Kate and his colleagues began to realize that. So not only were the players losing a ton of just fluid and sweat during the games, but with that sweat, you know, when humans sweat, so not just these football players, but when we all sweat, with that sweat also comes electrolytes. Yep. And so what electro- electrolytes are, everybody's probably heard of them, but they're basically just ions in the body um, that carry an electric charge. So things like the two primary electrolytes we have are sodium and potassium. Um, and our body requires kind of a very, a very precise balance of sodium and potassium to function properly, you know, for like brain function, for muscle function. Basically, everything requires us to maintain this very delicate balance of sodium and potassium. So upsetting that, losing a lot of electrolytes or if they're out of balance, can cause a lot of issues, especially if you're competing in sports like mm-hmm. a football game, running, anything like that. Um, so kind of branching off of, you know, this discussion of losing the sweat and the electrolytes, um, the football team agreed to have some of their players like donate sweat samples to the research team for analysis. And so what they noticed when they analyzed that was that, yes, the players were extremely dehydrated. Um, their electrolytes were all out of balance and their blood sugar was also low and their blood volume was low. Oh, so wow. they were losing a lot of water. They were losing a lot of water, a lot of electrolytes. And their blood sugar was low. Um, so pretty much like triple, you know, threat for um, if you, you, what you don't want for sports performance, you know, right. low fluid, low electrolytes and dehydration. And so basically they say that now we know what the players are losing. They are losing electrolytes, they're losing water, um, and then they're losing sugars. Then you can basically design a solution based off that. And that's just what they did. So Dr. Kate and his team, they created this mix. Basically, it was just water salt, potassium, and sugar. So it's and like a then, solution solution. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? <laughs> they, just, they just mixed them. I just imagine them all mixing <laughs> mixing it up in a bat, a right. bat or something like that. Um, and then apparently the initial taste was completely awful. And so Dr. Kate's wife recommended, oh, add some lemon. So they squeezed yeah. like a fresh lemon in there, made it palatable enough. Um, and that was sort of the, uh, or the, you know, Gatorade was pretty much born. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. And, you know, this, it's funny that you say that the players weren't urinating during the game because that's like my tell. If I've been out in the sun all day and I realize I haven't gone to the bathroom, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm about to get a headache. I'm about to get dehydrated. And then I, like, chug a few glasses of water. Yeah, definitely. That's kind of, yeah, one of the telltale signs for sure. And especially, you know, if people are on vacation here and you're doing a little bit of day drinking maybe, that mm-hmm. can also uh, affect I always notice. I'm like, oh, I've had, you know, a couple – couple of beers and I haven't gone to the bathroom you're like oh it's you know maybe time for a couple of glasses of water as <laughs> yeah, well <laughs> so I'll set that although you can still hydrate with the beer it is a fluid not a recommendation but not medical advice right <laughs> that's good so it sounds like the first ever Gatorade flavor was lemon <laughs> it was the first flavor was lemon yeah, yeah the first one was plain and then they added lemon true <laughs> yes so obviously it's evolved a lot since then we've got tons of flavors uh what are some of the key differences between the early iterations of gatorade and what we're drinking today 
Yeah, as far as the the formula goes, like the um, amount of potassium and sodium and sugar in there, um, it's pretty much the same. Um, you know, I'm sure there have been minor alterations here and there, but I think the general composition has pretty much stayed the same from like the original version. You know, they've perfected things, obviously. Um, but the, some, so some of the main differences are the addition of, you know, those natural and some of like the artificial flavors. Um, I do think that they have experimented with or maybe currently in there it's not just like glucose but different types of sugar so glucose and fructose and like just different forms of sugar which the body can uh metabolize in different ways and then um kind of a fun fact is like maybe not so fun but at one point um one ingredient that they used in gatorade was uh it was brominated vegetable oil and i don't know if you remember but like i think about 10 maybe or 15 or so years ago this like these articles were coming out that like brominated vegetable oil was in like Powerade and Gatorade and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a flame, it's a flame retardant. So people were like freaking out. They're like basically drinking like an ingredient that's also a flame retardant. Um, So they took that out. They took that out luckily for all of us. Um, And so other than that, pretty much the ingredients, I mean, are pretty simple. You know, if you grab a bottle of Gatorade, there's not a lot of, um, you know, ingredients in there. It's sodium, potassium, water and some flavors um so it's pretty much stayed stayed the same um but what's kind of cool now is that if you go to the store or you go to like the gatorade website they have all these different uh varieties not just flavors but like you can find no sugar versions of gatorade you can find lower sugar versions of gatorade and things like that so they've kind of tried to i think tailor some of their formulas more for like you know people who maybe aren't as active who want something with electrolytes but don't need all the sugar and things like that they also have like an endurance formula, which is sort of like a, a concentrate. So it's very, very strong, contains like a lot of sugar and electrolytes. So, you know, they have different formulations of stuff, but the kind of core ingredients have um, so are pretty much similar to what they were when it was first created. That's cool. And then you talked a lot about electrolytes, and I think you touched on it a little bit. You know, we, it's a word we hear a lot, but I don't know that we have an understanding of why it's so important to make sure you're getting that, especially when you're spending time outside and sweating and all that. And we heard recently that for every three to four glasses of water that you have, you should have a drink that contains electrolytes. So what's the deal with electrolytes? What happens to your body when you're not getting them? Yeah, definitely. So I think I've heard probably something similar to like, you know, the every three or four glasses, you have one that contains electrolytes. Um, whether like the, you know, the specific numbers probably don't matter, but it definitely makes uh, sense. And it's true that, you know, you need to, you basically can't only just drink water, whether you are even exercising or kind of just standing out in the heat all day. It's a good idea to get some electrolytes because essentially, as I mentioned earlier, you want to have this balance of electrolytes in the body, you know, this certain, a certain concentration of sodium and potassium in the blood. And so, if you were drinking, say, only water and you were outside sweating a lot, uh, whether you're exercising or not, you're drinking only water, essentially what you're doing to kind of put it in the simplest way possible is diluting the concentration of your electrolytes. So you're lowering mm. the concentration of sodium and potassium in your blood. And so diluting that sort of throws that balance um, out of whack. And so I think, you know, um, you may have heard, you know, in the past few years, there have been like these instances of people, uh, particularly who are like running marathons and they either pass out with like a serious condition or yeah. in some of like the worst case scenarios have actually like died. 
from something called uh, hyponatremia. And what that basically means is just low sodium in the blood. And basically what happens to these people is that they're running a marathon, so they're obviously sweating a lot. They're only drinking water, and they're drinking too much water. So, you know, maybe stopping at every aid station and having, you know, 10, 16 ounces of water or something like that. So basically, they diluted their sodium so much that, um, you know, without getting too into detail, basically their brain, your brain can actually like swell if your sodium concentration drops way too low. And so these people sort of just had like this um, swelling of the brain and it actually caused them to like die. And now that's not to say that somebody who's, if you're out in the heat, you're just drinking water all day, you're going to, you know, die of hyponatremia. Um, This is obviously during exercise, so it's a different scenario. But, you know, something similar just can apply to generally general like hydration. You want to make sure that you are maintaining kind of the balance of sodium and potassium in your blood by having the electrolytes kind of balancing out with your water. Um, It's also important to note that, you know, we have kidneys that are very good at regulating the balance of that. So that's, you know, one good thing. We don't have to do these calculations ourselves. Um, But yes, it's definitely true that, you know, if you're, you have three or four glasses of water or maybe just, you know, dissolve a little bit of electrolytes in all the water you're drinking, that can kind of help you to maintain um, those balances that you need. And why that's so important, again, as I mentioned, um, brain function, muscle function, our muscles and brain can't really function um, like they should if we don't have those, those proper balances of electrolytes. Because most of the body, you know, is essentially running on what we could make an analogy to, basically electricity. And that's what those ions are doing. So if we can't conduct that electricity properly um, with the electrolytes, then, um, you know, bad things can happen. Very interesting. So if you're ever running a marathon, you don't want to drink too much water. I yeah. never really expected that. So what? Yeah, uh, right. There's definitely a, a balance of how much you need to drink. And, you know, that's not to say you should not drink anything during the whole time. It's obviously important to drink. But, um, yeah, there's certainly a, you know, drink as much as you lose or maybe a little bit less and just kind of maintain the hydration is usually the general recommendation. Too much of anything really can be bad. It's true. <laughs> yeah, certainly. <laughs> certainly. What are some other ways you can keep your body in peak performance when you're enjoying these kinds of outdoor activities? Right, like kayaking, swimming, snorkeling, all the things we love to do. Yeah, getting in the water is definitely one way to, <laughs> to stay cool. So, you know, if you're by a pool or if you're by a body of water, a spring, if you're in Florida or something like that, certainly one way you can kind of uh, prevent overheating. Um, there are actually some kind of like cool you know, no pun intended, cool strategies that are backed by like uh, research um, where you can help to cool your body, whether you're exercising or whether you're just outside. So one of the easy ways and, you know, something that I've recently heard of is like you could put um, a wet rag, say, in the freezer or an ice pack in the freezer, let it cool or get very cold, and then actually place those ice packs or the towel on the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. And there seems to be like something unique about placing the uh, the cooling, whatever methods you're using on those areas. It's a different type of skin that we have on our hands and our feet. Mm. And those it seems that if you put it in those areas, it tends to cool your core body temperature more than placing it somewhere like your forehead or the back of the neck. Even though those might feel better, that's not actually reducing your core body temperature. That's just some like cool research I had kind of like seen lately. Um, so, you know, if people are like, you can pop a hat in the freezer, dug a hat in water, put it in the freezer for a little bit, put it on your head, um, or do something that cools the palms of your hands or the soles of your feet. And that can like bring your core body temperature down. So that's definitely a strategy that you can do. Um, as you mentioned, jumping in the water, 
And then obviously, you know, just those usual strategies like sitting by a fan um, or something like that. Those can be ways to, to cool your body as well. Um, I know now, you know, if people are like wanting to get really technical, you could probably go on Amazon or something and they make like vests that uh-huh. you can put ice packs in and yep. wear under your clothes. Um, and even vests that like circulate cool water around your body. So, you know, if you're, if you want to look uh, like Iron Man or something like that and get one of those, I guess you could do that, um, you know, in the, in the extreme cases. But some athletes will go to length to, to perform pretty well. So if there are people who want to continue to work out and things like that, in this kind of heat, those might not be, you know, too, um, you know, those might be uh, good things to do. Yeah. It's so interesting to, it almost seems counterintuitive if you want to cool down your core to put ice on your palms and, you know, the soles of your feet. Yeah, it does seem counterintuitive. And that's kind of why, you know, I was, you know, hearing that and I'm like, well, it makes more sense like to put it on my head or my neck. Cause that feels so good. Uh-huh. But I guess what happens, you know, I don't know the, the total science behind this, I think, but, when you're cooling your palms again in your in the soles of your feet, there's a different type of skin there, and so your body kind of senses that as um, the cold on there, and it brings your core body temperature down. In terms of if you place it somewhere else, apparently your body will, in maybe even actually heat up because it's sensing the cold on your neck, and it'll say, "Oh, it's cold outside," and right. it'll actually heat up. So. Yeah, kind of crazy. The body's weird. <laughs> uh, yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. The body is such a mysterious place. <laughs> is it true that if you eat a banana that you're going to get enough potassium to keep yourself good, you know, if you're doing light activities? Yeah, that's um, I, that was always something that, you know, growing up running like cross country and stuff in high school and junior high and even college, it's like bananas are like a common thing for, for runners to eat. And they definitely uh, do contain potassium. So if you like bananas and they even have a little bit of sugar in there too. So, you know, kind of a a win-win there if you're trying to exercise or get some electrolytes in uh, from food versus from, say, an electrolyte drink. But interestingly, if you are a fan of avocados, as I am, those have about like five times the amount of potassium that a banana does. So if you don't like bananas, you don't want to maybe eat the sugar. Um, and you like avocados, then I would recommend you eat an avocado instead because those actually have much more potassium than a banana. That's a fact that I recently learned. Which goes back to the so, brunch conversation. You can have a mimosa, yeah. chase it with some avocado toast, and you're good to go. A margarita, yeah. a margarita yeah. with some salt. There you go, and guacamole. Chips and guacamole. Yeah. I mean, you can just get all of your salt in in one meal. <laughs> That's awesome. That's good to know because I always think about the banana, but I had no idea about it. Me avocado. neither. So if I'm like craving guacamole, maybe I just need potassium. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's funny. But that is, that's an interesting, uh, I guess, thing to note too is that, you know, we're talking about like, water and electrolytes and like putting electrolytes in your water but a lot of the sodium and even the potassium and all the other electrolytes that we're getting a lot of that can come from our food Mm -hmm. so you don't necessarily have to drink water with electrolytes you know they they make some tasty electrolyte mixes and that you know if you like that then you can put that in your water it makes it you know a little bit better than just drinking plain water but again if you're you know if you're drinking just a lot of plain water but you're eating a lot of you know salty food chips something like that then, you know, you're going to be getting enough sodium from the food that you eat. Most of the sodium that we have is going to be in the food we eat, not like the electrolytes that we're supplementing. So most people are probably, you know, going to be okay if they're, you know, just drinking water and then they're eating food with, you know, a decent amount of sodium. I know a lot of people have been told to kind of be afraid of salt and obviously way, way, way too much salt, like anything can be bad. But um, I don't think you should necessarily be as scared of it as maybe like some people think you should be. Amen. I like a little bit of salt. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. I love a lot of salt, salt lovers. Same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So 
you know, obviously the University of Florida has been a, a trailblazer with a lot of, you know, the sports beverages, obviously, and how we're investing back into human performance. And that's one of the areas that you're studying. So how is the University of Florida continuing to raise the bar when it comes to health and human performance? Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you could speak for hours on end just about like all the kind of cutting edge research going on at UF. Um, a lot of that, interestingly, you know, is being funded kind of by like the royalties that UF continues to get from like Gatorade, which I think, you know, since its invention or whatever was, you know, has been like in the billions of dollars now. So that a lot of that goes to funding research at the medical building. Um, and so I've actually even been involved in a couple projects that were funded by like pilot grants from the Gatorade Institute at UF. So that's, you know, kind of interesting, but, you know, I think I can speak to at least some of the, some of the research that's advancing human performance in our college specifically, the college of health and human performance Mm -hmm. actually. Um, And, you know, maybe just uh, to relate it to kind of what we're talking about today, there's a lab in our department who is actually doing um, investigating the effects of like heat stroke on mitochondrial function and kind of how this applies to army and military warfighters and other physical labor like or intensive jobs. So a lot of cool research there in terms of understanding how heat and how heat stroke can affect the function of our mitochondria. A lot of people may have heard of the mitochondria. They're the quote powerhouses of the cell. Mm -hmm. So obviously very important. Um, But I think those applications, you know, they're researching you know, heat stroke as it applies to the military. But then interestingly, you know, a lot of that research can sort of be funneled down to civilian applications, you know, as we enter the summer months, we're currently kind of in the mid summer. And as you know, maybe some climate experts predict, it's going to get hotter in recent years or future years, rather, Um, you know, a lot of these findings from say colleges like ours on terms of how heat affects the body are going to be very important to understanding, you know, what strategies that we can use to sort of prevent disease and prevent kind of injuries in people uh, as a result of heat. So that's just kind of one example. And again, you know, there are just several, several researchers at UF who are doing research on very kind of like rare, rare diseases, things like muscular dystrophy and whatnot. Mm. Um, I've gotten to learn a lot about that just from some of my professors in the department who are doing work on that. Um, just a lot of very, uh, very cool things going on. And it's been fun to be a part of this department over the past, you know, six years that I've been studying at UF and just seeing everything that's going on and just learning from kind of some of like the top, you know, scientists in in the country. That's so interesting. And, you know, I think it's funny, you know, you said you got some funding from Gatorade. So it's cool how everything came full circle when it comes to the grants that are continuing to propel us forward when it comes to health. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you look at the, you know, something more grandiose like military application, but that all trickles down into our everyday lives. So I appreciate all the work that you're doing uh, to study and bring us forward into the next phase of performance. Yeah, you know, it's it's been fun. And I think everybody, everybody, let, you know, thinks that they're the topic they're researching is the most important one. <laughs> right. and we all love it. And so I think it's good that everybody has these diverse interests and, you know, what I'm studying, yes, it might not be, you know, I'm not curing cancer or maybe not even changing the world, but you know, you're contributing little, little to science and, you know, maybe this little sleep niche is my kind of thing that I'm going to contribute a little bit to and teaching people how sleep affects their health. And so, you know, I think that's the, the cool thing about science is that, you know, you have, so many people interested in so many topics. Um, you know, no one person has to has to kind of cover it all. <laughs> 
Science definitely is about passion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You go have all to, in. Yeah. And the, and the irony is you can't, you got to try to not lose sleep over it, get your sleep <laughs> and then study the science. <laughs> yes, exactly. I know it was, it was kind of like a running joke where, you know, during, during your PhD, you lose a lot of sleep, and I'm like studying how a loss of sleep is bad for you. So right. it's just kind of an yeah, kind of a paradox. Adds there. to the anxiety, I'm sure. <laughs> You're your own test subject, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, exactly. So Megan's gonna give us the grand finale yeah. here. I think what everyone is on the edge of their seats wanting to know. <laughs> the most okay. important question: yeah. <laughs> What is your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Yeah, that one, I was going to say that's a tough one, but honestly, lemon-lime has been my favorite flavor and probably always will be. Um, A purist. Honestly, yeah, lemon-lime, I don't know. There's just something about it. It's refreshing. Um, Whatever the blue one is, I think it's like Glacier Freeze. That one's also pretty good. I love that one. That's my favorite. Yeah, Lemon-lime is always going to be my favorite. And I think, you know, if you want to know, not that you asked, but I think the worst flavor is probably grape. Oh yeah, grape uh, anything is gross. Great, yeah, it you just, heard it here, it takes folks. You back to, it <laughs> takes you back to when you were a kid and you get that medicine. I just can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> Lemon lime is also my favorite. We're a fan of the classics. Awesome, yeah, <laughs> great to hear. <laughs> nice. So, what's your favorite flavor stuff? I love, yeah, I love either the glacier freeze or frost, something, frost, like something, the light white, blue right? one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then the, my yeah, second would blue. be the the whitish one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do red if I have to. What's the white one called? Yeah, is it yeah. Arctic? I don't Arctic know. Arctic something. I don't know. I just go by. I don't even read the labels. The I just go by the color. I'm like, yep, that's the one. I don't think any. I think I don't think anybody refers to them by their flavors. <laughs> it's always just, oh, I want the red Gatorade. Yeah, red Gatorade, right. yellow Gatorade, yellow Gatorade. Right. Yeah, is lemon lime yellow? Yeah, you call yeah, it yellow? that's the okay. yellow Gatorade. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So Brady, it's been so great having you on, and thank you for inspiring us all to get our beauty sleep in so that we can go out there have fun and stay hydrated now tell everybody that's listening at home where they can find you on social media and how they can hear you a little bit more yeah sure thing so um i'm primarily in terms of social media primarily active on twitter um if they want to follow me it's at b underscore homer h-o-l-m-e-r um, you can say, Hey there. Um, I'm not as active on Instagram, so I won't even kind of mention that I don't do a lot there. Prefer Twitter. Um, and then I also host a podcast. It's called science and chill. Um, I try to do about at least an episode a month, sometimes two per month. And the topics are kind of wide ranging. So I will typically interview researchers or clinicians. Um, and sometimes just, you know, people who are interested in human performance who are like running coaches or, um, athletes themselves, just talking about a variety of topics. So if you're interested in, say, nutrition or intermittent fasting or sleep or the gut microbiome, kind of those are like some of the recent topics that I've talked about. But no, nothing is really off limits. Um, that's kind of why it's called Science and Chill. But primarily, it's going to be kind of health, nutrition, exercise related stuff. Um, but I just interview people about the work that they're doing. And we talk about um, health and, you know, how to how to live a healthy life and how to optimized performance so if people are interested in kind of a more long form ish podcast like a deep dive into some of those topics um, i would encourage them to check it out i'm sure you can find uh find some topic that interests you and it's up on all the platforms spotify apple Podcasts, you know wherever you find your podcast you can probably find it um just look search for science and chill awesome yeah you can help everybody get their beach body ready to go 
Exactly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Although it's like mid, it's like almost mid July now. It might be too late for that. Well, in Florida though, it you really can always throw ago. a bikini on, you know, or a tank yeah, top. That's, that's yeah, that's true. You that's the have beauty. A beach by year round. Yeah, exactly. Year round. <laughs> no hibernating <laughs> in Florida. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> well, thank you again, Brady. It was so great to have you on, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah, it was great. Thank you again for the invite. It was great to talk to you both, and uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking with you. I'm sure sometime in the future. Hi, welcome Hi. back. That was fun. Makes yeah. me want to hydrate. I feel full of knowledge. It makes me want to not hydrate. It's so risky. <laughs> I didn't realize the risk that was involved with staying hydrated. It's like I'm drinking too much water and not enough electrolytes. <laughs> well, that's why we balance it out with Gatorade, right? Uh, and I thought since this was quite a knowledge and science heavy show that we should probably do something special. Okay. <gasps> game, a game time. time. So, uh, everyone thinks that they have their favorite flavor of Gatorade, that they have a discerning palate when it comes to the electrolyte-rich beverage. So, I wanted to give you a blind taste test of three different Gatorade colors and see if you could actually figure out what flavor was what. I can, but let's see. Okay. All right. Here we go. I just want to preface this that there are like certain flavors I won't drink. Like There's really only two flavors that I do drink. So if I don't know it, it's because I don't drink it. There. You have to close your That's eyes. All. My okay. eyes are closed. Hold on. Your eyes are closed. What are you going to put Wait. the cup to my lips? No, like, I, I have shot glasses. Okay. I'm, my body is almost out of electrolytes. <laughs> Please okay. hurry. All right. So here's how this is going to work. I am going to pass you a shot glass of a Gatorade. They are all different. There are no tricks here. Okay. Uh, and you have to tell me the color that it is and the flavor that it is. Okay. Are you ready? So let's see if I can at least taste color. Okay. Here's number one. Please don't spill anything on the mixer with your eyes closed. Okay. There's the first one. <clears throat> Megan is sipping the Gatorade. Okay. Okay. Uh, can I tell you what I think it is? All right. right sure. Away? Yeah. I think that's blue. Oh my god. It is blue. Do you know what it's called? Um, Glacier Freeze, I'm guessing. I don't know. This is called Arctic Blitz. Arctic. I knew there was Arctic, Arctic in there somewhere. Blitz. Okay. Blitz for Gator football. Go Gators. All right, here's the next one. Next one is a different color and a different flavor. Megan is sipping the Gatorade and she's making a face. She's wincing. It looks like she's chewing on it. It wasn't any thicker than the other one, so I don't know. <laughs> I think that's red. I don't like it. Close. It's pink. Okay. It's pink, so we'll give you a half a point for that. Oh, is it kiwi, strawberry, something? It's strawberry watermelon. Strawberry watermelon. Wow, <laughs> not bad. I, again, there's only two flavors I like, and so far I haven't had them. You haven't had it. Okay, I'm very impressed so far. Uh, here's the last flavor. There you go. Reach forward. Uh, for, why are you chewing the Gatorade? I don't I'm understand. I'm trying to like, clear my palate with my own saliva. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. This, I wish this was a video podcast sometimes. Okay, here we go. Uh, sip, sip, hooray. You're smiling? I know this one. What is it? It's my favorite. It's lemon lime. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so impressed. You can open your eyes now. Cool. Nice job. 
You know, I I really I thought that it was all just a bunch of hokum. That's his expression, right? Where it's like it ain't real. There's no difference. But you actually got it. There, yeah, there's definitely a difference. It's very impressive. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good to know. If you have a flavor that you like, you actually do like it. <laughs> thanks, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, Steph. I mean, if you yeah. didn't know, now you know. And mm-hmm. you're welcome for that knowledge. Yeah. So you, you do have a distinct palate. You do. Very refined. Very <laughs> refined, mature Gatorade palate. All right. Thank you for tuning in to Just a Podcast in Paradise. We are so happy that you took time out of your day to hang out with us. We would love it if you would subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And be sure to leave us a five star review if you enjoyed us tonight. If you're looking for a way to show us some love and copies of every week's cocktail recipe, check out our Patreon so we can continue to work hard to make your next Florida vacation the most memorable trip that you've ever had you can also follow us on instagram and tiktok at just take a dip for daily updates on what's happening around florida and check out our youtube channel just a day in paradise for destination ideas restaurant reviews unboxing things you might want to take on your next trip and copycat recipes from some of our favorite places in paradise we're wishing you a little bit of sunshine wherever you are and we hope to see you in paradise soon say goodbye meg bye 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 stay hydrated everybody now what are we going to do with all this Gatorade? Stay salty? Stay salty. Salty crew. I like salty crew. We're not the salty crew. We're not them. We're the dip crew. The, We're a salty salt. dip crew. Don't, don't fear the sodium. I feel dehydrated. I feel like I have cotton mouth just from this conversation. <laughs>